0: Here we come blue and white and we're looking good You'll be in for a fight and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carl United
1: Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunton Bugle The number one place to get a Carlisle fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney And I'm Dan McLennan We're the famous Carl United and we're going to Wembley the Blues put in a superb display against Bradford to secure a place in the League Two player final, and in this episode, we're going to look back on the dramatic 120 minutes of action at Brunton Park.
0: Pen, boss, so true, and and run, too, and
1: Dan, it's it's almost 48 hours since the game now. Well, well,
2: s- I'm I'm going, I'm going to stop you first because you said 120 minutes of action. You've missed out the 17 minutes of Sean minimum <laughs> added time yeah. that ended up being about 25 in total. That's, that's
1: true. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely, Wasn't it you're the
2: right. longest match you've ever known? It, it
1: felt like that at the end, definitely. Like, oh my yeah, God, I, yeah. I, I couldn't... Unbelievable. But I mean, like like you said, what a, what a game. And like, yeah, so it's obviously been 48 hours nearly since that now. And I, I think I'm still... On cloud nine from it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really no, like.
2: I've, I've I've been down at the club this morning. Uh, obviously, in my mm. roll, uh where we've been helping with the collections, and it is an absolute buzz around the place. It's an absolute hive of activity. Yeah, uh, you know, players coming in for their tickets, fans collecting theirs, people trying to sort transport, club shops being inundated. The whole place is just bouncing. <sighs>
1: Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, Yeah, so this is the first of a series of episodes that are coming this week. So um, uh, we'll we'll, we'll tell you a bit more detail at the end of the the show. But essentially, just to make sure you listen to it all, there's going to be something out more or less every day up till sort of Saturday, I think, aren't we? We're going to put little bits out. So um, this is, we thought, rather than doing one episode where we review the Bradford game and then preview the uh, Stockport final game. We wanted to do this separate, didn't we? Because it felt like it needed to be a lot sooner, didn't it? But by Thursday, not to say the hail have worn off, will it? <laughs> but it won't be quite the same, will it, as doing it today, really? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. In ideal circumstances, we would have recorded yesterday, but we were all busy, weren't we? So we're, unfortunately, we had to, to to put it off till today on the Monday. But um, yeah, we'll we'll do a very quick Loan Watch and news roundup, because I think we've got some important news in the Loan Watch, haven't we, Dan? and um and yeah then we'll get on with the review. So first up, uh, obviously we have got to tell you about our sponsors, who certainly will be enjoying the games this week, a nice easy one for them to get to. Uh for this season's podcast and of course how you can get in contact with us. We want you getting in contact with us this week because we're going to be doing loads of really good stuff, I think, uh, uh you know, in terms of your reactions, you know, how you feel going into the game. Um and also how to subscribe to the podcast. So here's the details of that. We'd like to say a big thank you to the Carl United Sports Club London branch for once again sponsoring the podcast this season. The London Branch is open to all Carl United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee, and Houston to Singapore, and of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips, as well as arranging many social events, supporters' games, and fundraising for the club. This season, they'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, carlalondonbranch.org. If you haven't already... Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on all good podcast apps, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Basically, search for the Brunton Bugle, click subscribe, and then when a new episode comes out, you'll get a little notification to tell you to download it and listen to it at your leisure. Also, if there's an option to review on any of those apps, please do so. If you can give us a five-star review, that would be really lovely. It's a great way for us to get the message out about the podcast, and so more people can learn about it, and uh, yeah, we can spread the word even more. You can also find us on social media, at Brunton Bugle, on Instagram and Twitter. If you go on Facebook and search for the Brunton Bugle, click like as well, you can follow our page. Uh, We're also on the Be Just and Fear Not Facebook group, and also on the Buzzies Back message board, the new message board that's replaced with the Cummoons.net. And also, if you want to drop us an email, Bugle at gmail.com. Right then, done. let's get into it. News time. I mean, what what are we going to talk about in the news?
2: (sighs) Oh no, we have we have got one genuine piece of news. Mm. Go yeah. on. What Max Killsby. Oh well I mean that's
1: that's in the low <laughs> much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's the loan much. I was talking more about Wembley tickets.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well by the by the time regulars listen to this, you've probably already sorted yours. Uh you know, seven thousand sold in the first day. It's Brilliant. busy today. Uh, a lot of people are using the online, which seems to have gone pretty well. Yeah, uh, I, I I got two lots online yesterday by ten past ten. Yeah, uh, I, I
1: genuinely, I, f- I think the club deserves so much credit for how well this ticketing thing has gone. I know there's a few issues in terms of what blocks are being sold online and what are being sold in person in the shops, but I think this is the option the club took, thinking this is the best way to make sure tickets get on sale quickly so people can get their own arrangements yeah. in place in terms of transport because Stockport. Haven't put their tickets on sale yet. They don't go on sale till tomorrow. Stop for,
2: uh, ten AM Tuesday. Yeah. E-ticket only. Yeah. By all accounts of the six finalists, we are the only one doing physical tickets.
1: Wow. Yeah. I- I'm glad about that because I like having a physical ticket. I'm very yeah. old-fashioned yeah. like that. Yeah. For, yeah. for a big game especially like this one,
2: for the mate. final. Yeah. For the I mean,
1: you were talking about you want to get yours framed and stuff, don't you? I think that's what we want oh, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I mean, me and the boy going, you know, photo, match programme, yeah. ticket. You know, oh, if we win, we'll get a big montage done, you know, which Absolutely. loads of people will. And, and, and that's just also part of my campaign against A4 tickets. Yes, A4
1: tickets, and 100%. S- Sutter and Bradford horrors. Oh, Bar- Barrow as well last season, did they? Oh, no, it wasn't Barrow, it was someone else I can't remember. But anyway. Yeah. um, But yeah, so. T- Ticket details, they're all on the club website. We're not going to read all the details here, no, it's all you, it's all pretty straightforward.
2: Like, like you say, most of you have probably bought already. Exactly. And if you haven't, the club, uh, it's all over socials and websites.
3: So.
1: Exactly. Right, yeah. loan watch time then, Dan. Uh, yeah.
3: What Last a night. man
1: standing. What, what a night. What a night for Max Killsby and Anna and Athletic. I mean, you know, um, huge congratulations to them. They've secured promotion to Scottish League One, haven't yeah. they? A I mean, derby
2: against Queen of the South next that's incredible as well, isn't it? You I'm, know, I'm, t- I'm going to try and make one of those because that'll be brilliant.
1: It will be good, won't it? It'd really, be fantastic. I mean, it will not be quite the wild west. You get a, like Auchinlecky Talbot and teams like that when they play their derby. Ockenleck
2: versus Cumnock is the one up in yeah. that
1: region. Yeah, that 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 Where is, is that is generally the wild west when they them yeah. play. it. With... it's it's like
2: Galatasaray versus Fenerbahce <laughs> in <laughs> deepest Western Scotland. Yeah.
1: We've deep-fried Mars bars all over the place. Um, yeah, so uh, the Galabankies, they travelled up to New Douglas Park, which is Hamilton's ground, but that's where Clyde play at the moment. Uh, with a 3-1 lead from the first leg, and they actually went 1-0 behind into the second half. But they found their feet, and I think I watched—I didn't watch the first half. I watched the second half, missed the goal, but then I started watching after that, and they were struggling for a little bit, but then, fair play. Peter Murphy made a tactical switch. He stuck a centre, one of the centre-backs up front. Um, I can't remember his name is uh, Muir I don't know what his first name is but I think he apparently he plays up, up front quite a lot for them actually he switches between position that position and they suddenly look so much more assured they brought the the French lad on uh, Lucent is it? Lucent Lucent yeah was, so he yeah. came on and he scored two goals basically including one in injury time to basically secure the 2-1 winning a 5-2 victory in aggregate which means yes that um, yeah congratulations to Max uh, obviously Blues legend and Adam boss Peter Murphy's led them there. He's done a brilliant job, hasn't he? When you consider the budget they'll have compared against a lot of the some of the other teams that come down to that level and some of the teams yeah. that come up from junior football, amazing. And um, yeah, obviously we've got give a shout out to the former Blues players in there, Dan, haven't we? Yeah, there's there's a raft of them. Uh, yeah. Keeper Greg Fleming, yeah, Stephen Swinglehurst in his testimonial
2: it's season. Amazing, it? Uh, young lads uh, Charlie Barnes and Ron Steele. Matty Douglas has been there a few years and uh, Josh Galloway is there at the moment.
1: Yeah, so plenty of ex Carlisle links. Definitely, definitely. So fantastic for them. Well done. And shows the real, like, I mean, Max has finished his loan spell now with 38 appearances under his belt and seven goals. You know, that shows the real benefit of sending him to a decent level and. Annan yeah, going up's yeah. good for us, isn't it, really? Because we can look next season, go, all right, maybe Kai Nugent, we could send him there for the I was the just going to
2: say, someone like Kai Nugent, even if you just send him for the first half of the season, so he's getting football and games, you know, and playing at because Because obviously, when, these teams are obviously part-time, so, you know, the likes of Killsby will train with Carlisle through yeah. the week. And then maybe when the nights Annan train, he won't train much with us during the day, he'll go up there yeah. and train, you know, but... It's a great grounding for them and obviously, uh, you know, well, Killsbury's a fine example. 38 games, several goals and a promotion.
1: Yeah, fantastic stuff. Right, that's that covered, Dan. Let's get on to the big one now. Match review. Carl United 3, Bradford City 1. Wow, what what a day. Um, We don't do it easy, do we? We had to have have a little bit of drama thrown in there. But I mean, I say drama thrown in there. I never ever felt worried in this game. No, I was a little not. bit nervous, but my heart was going. But I never, I was never I, worried to the point where I thought we're going to concede
2: it. I thought all week we were going to win.
1: Yeah,
2: I really did. Uh, I just, I, from what I saw in the second half of the first leg, they didn't scare me.
1: No, hundred percent. I, 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 I've got it as a talking point later. But I've really disappointed me, Bradford. I was, I was expecting a really tough test. A really tough test, but actually in the end, and maybe that's just a bit more credit to our defensive performance as much as anything, we'd never really looked that friend, did we? No, no, no. No, it's incredible, isn't it?
2: I mean, it, really? Andy Cook's played against us four times this season. Yeah. He's scored against everyone but us, hasn't he?
1: Yeah. I mean, that—that that, that's actually his eighth appearance against us now and he hasn't scored in a single one of them. Yeah, yeah which you know <laughs> this is, but he
2: nice scored was it 28 goals and he's played us yeah. four times and not got one against us yeah. tells you a story yeah. of that
1: and actually there's an argument over the as the games have gone by we've got even better at stopping him because that first game in Brunton Park he should have had a hat-trick you know yeah, he had yeah. so many good chances even though it's a game where we probably had a lot more chances overall he had their three best chances the league game down there again he had about two or three good chances in that playoffs totally had to make a save from him. I'm trying to think of the Tom Head. I don't think he has. He's had a couple of long ranges that have gone well wide and high, but bar that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about play performances in a minute. But Paul Huntington, the job he did on him, is just incredible, yeah. brilliant. I mean, like, before I talk about team stuff and stuff like that, I've got to say, the, 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 it's genuinely one of the best experiences I've had at and Park. I said this on Radio Cumber afterwards. I, I, I the euphoria I felt after that is. Like nothing I felt for quite a while following Calumate. It was just genuinely real, real buzz, you know. And uh, that's that's a credit to the job that Paul Simpson's done and these these players have done, isn't it? Like all season, I, you know, even when we had bad spells, there's always been a feeling like, oh, you know, we're, we're still okay. We've still got a you know bit of fight in there. You know, there's never been a game where you thought they've not put the effort in, is there? I mean, you'd maybe look at that Mansfield game and possibly say that maybe it's one where some people might argue we should have done better but i don't think there's a lack of fight i think they're just a bit shell-shocked in that game weren't they yeah which is anything so brilliant stuff um all right well going into this one Dan. team selection um we'd heard whispers that there was a bit of a surprise change in there and when the teams were announced just the one change and maybe a little bit surprised but maybe not jk gordon straight back in there after his uh his free match ban and I I can't remember if I, it was having me or you or someone suggested that we thought this might be the change that was made. Yeah. Yeah, game. yeah. And and he came in to partner Garner in attack and Patrick dropped to the bench. Harris came off the bench. He was the, the player who's uh lost his place to JK effectively. Um what did you think when you saw this team selection? Were you uh, okay, that's fine. Or are you a bit surprised. Uh
2: no, I thought it was probably about right. Uh I know Simo's talked about starters and finishers a lot. Yeah. Uh, I Joe Garner's never going to play 120 minutes. No, no. Uh, I don't think J.K. Gordon would have, you know, with he missing three games. Uh, I think it was set up in case it was tight so that the likes of Edmondson, Patrick, could come on. No. Uh, obviously, uh, Christian Dennis said, crashed into a mannequin
1: bizarrely. yeah I think it's like sliding in or something one of those metal yeah, mannequins so they useful for walls
2: he's actually cut cut his shin wide open
1: yeah uh, but
2: uh, he he was on the bench though and I think if it was heading to penalties I think yeah. he would have come on with a minute to go
1: yeah I think that was the thing just to
2: stand it? there and take a penalty well, Simo uh, did I've, say... I've, I've, I've actually yeah. seen Christian Dennis today uh, I have yeah. a mutual friend with him so I was having a a chat with him and he's walking absolutely fine. So I would imagine he'll be fit for the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing is, Simo did actually say, didn't he, in in injury time of extra time, he was going to make a sub anyway, wasn't he just to get a couple of fresh legs out on there. Yeah. And in the end, because Whelan was down injured and he'd been treated and he would have had to go off the pitch. He just said, I'm just going to sub him off now for Robinson. And that, that was the reason why Dennis didn't come on in that situation. Um, but yeah, so yeah, not 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 a massive fight. I agree with you. I, I, I think Gordon's a much better starter than he is a sub at the moment. I think he makes more impact. I think Patrick makes more of an impact as a sub coming on against fresh, you know, against tired legs with his fresh legs. So uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think Gardner's starting the game to wear them out for a bit. And he, I, I thought he had a great game in terms of wearing them out, especially compared against maybe the first leg. He looked a lot, a little bit wiser to what they were trying to get away with Bradford in that first leg. So he was, he was much smarter in the way he dealt with it. Um, so on to the goals then. Um now PA they've given it as a Brad Halliday own goal. We're giving it as a JK Gordon goal, aren't we? We're yeah. sticking with that hundred percent. Well
2: right? I I definitely am because uh someone might have predicted he'd score. Oh, what what, what were the predictions in the, I, I don't think I went for uh, Barton no, yeah. Oh you, you, you i
1: Yeah. Are... I
2: said I said Christian Dennis and I have an inclination if we start JK
1: Gordon will score. Oh, okay. And um, thinking back, did, did we both go for 3-1 or 2-1 did we go in the end? 3-1. 3-1 d- we did. But I think I made a, a clear, clear rule about this. That was the 90 minutes, wasn't it? Rather than the yeah. the thing. So that doesn't count. It's only 1-0 is the prediction for the for the score, unfortunately. for that. But anyway, that's another tangent we're going off on there. Um, yeah, lovely goal this though, wasn't it? Really well worked in a sense. Obviously, the, the end bit was a bit scrappy, but... great bit of play by Joel Senior to cut in from the wing. Um, Played a nice little one-two with uh, Joe Garner. It was just a little bit behind him, but a great bit of awareness just to flick it into the path of Owen Moxon. Left foot shot from him. (sighs) Should the keeper do better? It's it's quite powerful and sort of difficult one maybe to hold. And it it, it comes loose and both JK and Brad Halliday go running into it. And, uh, you know, I've seen the club's footage from behind the goal and I think JK does actually get the last touch on this, you know. I think that there definitely is a touchdown. I thought that. he did. Yeah, I, I thought that as well. I can see why on some of the angles you think it was Halliday, but I'm sure the club's footage actually is be better than Sky's in this, and then I'm sure it shows that he actually touched it. So, ball goes in the back of the net, and it was just pandemonium, wasn't it, when that went in? I mean, yeah. In the paddock, we were going. Not I mean, Greg wasn't actually stood right next to me. Greg Pullman, who regularly, you know, semi regularly comes on on the show, he was stood a bit away from me. The next thing you, knew, he was up against me, hugging me, and going mad. <laughs> it was just like everybody lost their heads. And there's some—I don't know if you've seen some of the vlogs Stan, of the Bradford fans in the away end have done. Yeah, um, yeah. Can...
2: I've
1: watched it. Who hasn't? Who oh, hasn't? I've watched. I've watched them on repeat. I've watched everything on repeat. And honest to God, the limbs—you uh, know—it's one of those phrases, isn't it? A bit of throwaway phrase, you know, limbs, whatever. But the limbs in the in the waterworks end when that goal goes in—just incredible. I know a good friend of ours, Nick Brown, he was in the uh, um, waterworks, wasn't he, for this one? And yes, And yeah, um, yeah. giving him a little shout-out there. And he was saying that, just how mad it was, really, and just amazing, amazing reaction when that goal went in. Um, and actually, in terms of um, uh, after that, during the rest of the game, there was some, there were some decent chances. But obviously, the scoreline stayed at 1-0 in the 90 minutes, didn't it? So um, there was a, a really good one where there was a corner came in and... Um, Garner flicked it onto the post and it came loose to Moxon and Lewis made an outstanding save to uh, tip it over. And actually before the goal, he made a brilliant save to tip Gordon's shot onto the post as well, didn't he? And you didn't yeah, realise that yeah. in real time it looked like it just hit the post, but it's a lovely finish. He's, to...
2: he's a strange keeper.
1: Well he's, he's hit... he made
2: some he made some brilliant
1: saves. And then he's messed up arguably on two and of the goals. He's,
2: yeah. He's, uh, like I I mentioned I've got a couple of uh, Bradford mates and Yeah. They just can't work him out.
1: Yeah. It's a very weird one, isn't it? And like there's there's this bit uh, he's kicking as well. It can be very flat. It's a very risky way of kicking it. He tries to get it as accurate as possible, but because of that, he plays it flat a lot of the time. And there's a couple of times we intercepted some of his kicks and it you know, a risky way of playing. He's a he's a good really good shot stopper most of the time. But yeah, like I said, he an unusual one for two of the goals here anyway. But yeah, so um great save from him for from Moxon. There was a couple more chances. I think second half, we had a few as well. They they had a... The only real chance I think they had in the 90 minutes was probably the... Um, just after the goal, wasn't it? Where they went on an attack and... No one picked up Banks, strangely. And he headed it towards goal. Holy came out and palmed it against the play and it hit the post. And then he did brilliantly to block the rebound as well. I thought Holy had another good game, actually, to be fair. Handling, brilliant. Kicking, generally, very good. He just... I, out of the two keepers, I think Lewis has probably looked a better shot stopper, but I feel a bit more comfortable with Holy in goal. I feel like he's going to come and claim yeah. it. He's going to take control. That That's what I felt from watching him. Um, so obviously, they went to extra time. I think they had a, They had one actually late on as well where um, Smallwood was in. And he, I think he was offside, but the flag didn't go up and he tried to loop, loop it over Holy, but seeing he was there to head it away. Into extra time. Um, Question for you, Dan Does Callum Guy ever score shit goals? Not really, no. I mean, <laughs> he, what four goals this season, and he could have his own goal of the season competition with all four of them, could yeah. he? Another brilliant yeah. strike this one. It's the first bad set piece we probably had all day, really, in terms of corners. That, that's, and... that's one feature of these two games.
2: Moxon and Armour's delivery yes. has been
1: absolutely fantastic. And we didn't we didn't even use charters when he came on taking his and we know how good he is with his corners as well. You know, yeah, we scored yeah. we scored against Bradford for his corner on Boxing Day, didn't we? Um mm-hmm. so this one, corner comes in, headed out by Halliday to the edge of the box, and it oh, it 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 felt in the stadium like it felt like it was taking an age to get to Guy, didn't it? He's kind of like, all right, is it coming? And he set himself brilliantly, having that much time to think. You can overthink it, can't you? And get under the ball or not hit it right. Strikes across it beautifully. Gets just a little bit of whip on it through the crowd of players. And it's weird because it kind of looks like Lewis should do better with it. But actually, because it's come through that crowd and it's hit so well, I don't think he. and it bounced up in front of him. I don't think he had much chance of it, did he?
2: No, no, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just replaying, replaying these moments
1: <laughs> in the head as we're talking about it. it, it, it it's mad, isn't it? And like uh, again, crowd yeah. goes mad. Brilliant for him. I, I thought, he, uh, you know, Moxon got the man of the match from um, who dot com in terms of points. You know, the, from their system, but it could have could have been one of several. God, it it. it could, and a guy in Huntington, particularly for me, were outstanding. And yes, yeah, so that, that moment, like the joy, the noise on the ground. That's where you thought, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, and then frustratingly, we actually switched off. The one time in the game we actually switched off in defence and Bradford got in and scored. Um Scott Banks got away down the left and he sorry the right, sorry, and he was isolated against Huntington. And it's the only time in the game where Banks was isolated up against him. He was up against Whelan or Armor most of the game. And, you know, at the end of the day, Huntington's 35. And Banks is what, 2021, 20, isn't he? <laughs> Got past him fairly easily and Hunts was like, I'm not giving away a penalty here. Give ourselves a chance at least to try and stop it. Get into the box and Holy has to come out and try and sort of intercept the cross. But he, he plays it across to Derbyshire who taps it into the empty net and then their fans had the chance to go mental, didn't they? And they, f- fair they, they they, certainly enjoyed it and they made a fair bit of noise. They they did start up with the you're not singing anymore chant, which didn't last very long though, did it? Because six minutes yeah. later... But, but, but no, no. But on. then randomly, Mark Hughes took bags straight off. Well, yeah, I've got that as a talking point going up as well. That, we'll, well. We'll cover that when we talk about Bradford maybe. That, that was baffling. Yeah. Utterly baffling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then was the moment of the match and the, the, the moment for... For one man, Ben Barkley, getting us to Wembley, you know, initial set piece cleared out a Guy. He did actually really well with a quick reverse ball with his left foot because the easy option would have been to pass it back. Plays a reverse ball through to Moxon, who had a lot of time and space. Set himself, whips in a lovely ball, and when you watch it back, there's five defenders in that box, stand and not one of them picks up Barkley. Yeah, utterly bizarre, isn't it? And and the keeper. Mike has said this when we were talking about this on the way back from the game that actually when you look at it it looks like the ball's going to creep into the far corner so that's why the keeper has gone to go and try and claim it but he goes yeah, far yeah. too early doesn't he? That's the problem.
2: Yeah. He Yeah he but sells when, when Barkley actually meets it the keeper's almost like nearly past the post a different he? game. You know, yeah, he, He's nearly he, past he, the post. He, he looked you know when you had the Sabutio keeper yeah. and you put him on his side yeah. he looked like that.
1: Yeah. It was just, it's just ridiculous. He'd gone way past, he'd almost gone past the post, and it's like, why are you selling yourself to it quickly? I mean, it was great for us. So he goes past, it and Barkley gets on the end of it. Again, absolute chaos when the goal goes in. One of those brilliant 70s style surges in the uh, Warwick Road end, and um, and that was it. And, and, and yeah, it's uh, the feeling when that final whistle went. I'll see. Bit chaotic for the go- for the referee, wasn't it? Really, because the fans started encroaching onto the pitch early on, and uh, you know he had, to, he had to basically go over and say to him, "Get back, or I will not, yeah, you know, I will not be finishing this game." Um, in the end, ball comes forward to um to, to Patrick. He boots it out into the stand for a throw in Now, some people seem to be convinced that the referee didn't blow for full time at that point. He blew for the throw in you don't have to blow the whistle for a throw-in. I think he's blown it, but it's one of those ones where he blows and, um, you know, when the referee doesn't always just do three quick shot blows. They sometimes blew one blow, then there's a delay before they do the other two. Not really the time to be shown a bit panache, is it really, as a referee? <laughs> you wanted to just basically make the decision and blow the whistle. But by yeah, the time yeah. he got to do the second blow, the pitch was half covered anyway. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's done. It is done, whatever. And yeah. Amazing scenes at the end. There's so many incredible photos of the pitch invasion, isn't there? Like the photo, my favourite is the one looking towards the Warwick Road end where both Moxon and Charters, you know, you two Cumbrian lads are on the fans' shoulders and you could see how much it meant to those two, couldn't you? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of, uh, look, we know you shouldn't go on the pitch, yeah. but it was inevitable at the end of this no, game. It's inevitable, it? um, is it- yeah, a, a lot of Moxon's mates were at the
1: match, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I went on at the end. I went on not straight away. I, I let it all, you know, the enjoyment happen. I was like, right, I'm going to now because everyone's on and, it's you know, it, 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 you might as well. And just didn't take it all in a little bit. I got to give Corey Wheeling a big hug. My God, that lad was dripping with sweat. The effort he must have put in out there. Incredible, Jack Robinson, a little pat on the back as well. He wasn't quite as sweaty because he only had a couple of minutes on the pitch, but yeah. it was just, just amazing. And like the scenes yeah. at the end, yeah. players it, on the it dugout.
2: Was, it was great to see the players on the dugout, yeah. you know, just yeah. enjoying it and taking it all in. And even better, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit when when you saw the videos coming out of the players once I got back to the dressing room i really emphasise what a squad it is oh, because like, Jamie, Jamie Devitt's there uh, waving his <laughs> yes, touches in the air. J- Jaden Harris, the lad's been dropped off the bench for this game yeah. and he's leading the singing. You know, the lads who were on loan, the phone's out filming, they're all singing Morgan Feeney, who's injured. Banging the, the kick thing. Committing GBH on a kick drum, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Brilliant. Um, yeah, it it just I genuinely think this might be the best bunch of lads we've had in a long time. I mean, yeah, right, yeah. right up there, and just in terms of what how much they enjoy playing for the club and yeah, you know yeah. how much they really get it. I mean, Ryan Edmondson's been a prime example all season. What a twenty second birthday for him, eh? Second yeah, second yeah. season in a row going to Wembley for a playoff final. Yeah. you know, hopefully two two out of two for him. Um, well, you mentioned the Jess and stuff there, but then Dan. So what I'm going to play now. Is the speech that Simo has given after the game? Now, I've got to say a big thank you to Andy Hall and Amy Nixon for letting us play this—the audio that they put up on Twitter from this video. Um, and I've got to say as well, what great content they've put out over the weekend as well—all the videos and clips and everything. It's been, yeah, you know, I've spent hours and hours looking at it when I should be doing housework, probably as much as anything. It's it's been amazing. It's, it's great. So this is the speech Simo because I want, want to just talk about this a little bit.
2: You've got to believe it. And by God, you believed it. Because that's not just about football. That's about character. That's about belief. That's about being prepared to work hard. And you've done every single bit of that. Because I do not want to go to Wembley to make the numbers up. We're going to Wembley to try and win. And to get the achievement that you've worked your off all season to get. Okay? So don't think it's job done. Enjoy it. We enjoy tonight. But then we recover tomorrow. Then we train and it is total focus now Because I'm sick of f- losing at Wembley And I want to win there, okay So let's get it right suit the suit. You wouldn't suit us. Listen, why do anything different We're going to win the game So we do the normal things Let's get our minds on it We've got Stockport So unfortunately you can't play Ben But you've just got us there That's, That's absolutely awesome. Awesome.
1: I don't know about you, Dan, but I feel like I'd go and run a 10K for him now. <laughs> like, you, I, honestly, if he told me to go and do that right now, I'd go and do it. Like You can see why those players have been so inspired all season, can't you?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just it goes back to that togetherness I was mentioning. You know I mean? Ben Barkley was in tears. They're yeah. all consoling him. But when you look on his socials afterwards, it's all we. Yeah. We, as in Carlisle. Not, yeah. not his parent club. We is in yeah.
1: Carlisle. There's a, there's a great bit at the end of the video as well, like right at the end after Simmer says, now put your shit music on, um, that uh, he, all the players, as soon as they finish, they're all going over to console him and give them a hug, aren't they? Like, and that just shows yeah. you, doesn't it? And, like I said, with Ben Barker, I think he's been brilliant this season. I think like to come back from all the injury issues he has to, to do as well as he has done and you know, be a big part of us getting to Wembley... I'd, I'd I'd be doing everything we can to sign him in the summer, whatever division win. I think he I think he could be a really big player for us in the future as well. You yeah. know, and if he doesn't come, well what a way to sign off, eh? Incredible. Well, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Right, let's do some six second reviews, Dan. Um well, should we start with the best? Go on, he's been our top contributor all season. You know, he's you know, maybe not got a catch raise like some of us have. You know? Sorry, <laughs> like, sorry like Regan. Sorry, Regan, it's not you first. It's going yeah. to be young Craig Robson. Here's young Craig Robson. I've listened to the other two, but I've not listened to Craig, so I'm interested to see what he had to say.
3: Well, we failed. We could beg Mark, you smile. Even <laughs> after how hard we tried, I mean, we even gave him a nice warm welcome from the paddock. Anyway, less on that pillock and more on us. Can we complete the trilogy of Workington, Annan, and Carlisle? I guess we'll find out when we go to Wembley. Anyway, on to the game. I thought it was a great first half, mainly dominated by us, with a very helpful own goal conceded by the same person that said to the papers, It'll be even bigger when we get to Wembley. Before that, though, we very nearly took the lead without any help from a defender, with a J.K. Gordon shot that was well saved from their keeper that I thought actually had a decent game. Half time came and we went back out to try and win. I felt they dominated at the start, but as the game went on, I felt it became more end to end football. Then came Extra Time that was the most exciting 30 minutes of football I think I've ever seen. First a corner from Owen Moxon, being headed away by a defender on to drop by outside box shot master Callum Guy who hit it beautifully into the bottom corner to give the Blues a lead. Then in the second half of Extra Time this got through what was a nice bit of play by their attacker that was for some reason took off right after then, just as we thought it was going to pounce, Owen Moxon floats a ball into the box towards Ben Barclay, who can't actually play at Wembley, who heads it home. Hopefully we can play better than we played Stockport away and seal promotion to League One up the Blues. Uh,
1: what, what a round from young Craig. Well done, lad. Hey, good lad, uh, good lad. We're going to be getting him at uh, Wembley as well, aren't we? We're going to get some bitter him in there as well, definitely. Cause, you know, I mean, for, for a young fan like him as well, that first chance to go to Wembley with Carlisle... So we've been a few times. You were there the first time. I didn't get to go in 1995. But we've been to all the others as well, haven't we? And what a feeling it must be. No, that's the first time you're going to get to see the Blues at Wembley. I
2: know, I know. And I've said this to a few people over the last couple of days. You know what I mean? There's an entire generation who have known turgid averageness. Hmm. And, you know, Wembley. Carla United and Wembley, and don't don't get me wrong. The old trophy games back when it was a real competition. Got to get that dig in there. There were brilliant days out, but they, they didn't really they didn't really matter. Really, did they? You know, if you won, you won. If you never you had a day out, this is for something. This is this is this is the one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. This is this is just incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. But Yeah, brilliant stuff, Craig. Thank you very much for your review. Um, we'll be. Like I said, speaking to him again, I'm pretty sure after the final, we'll get him some uh, thoughts on our victory. Um, he's a he's a hard man to please, isn't he? <laughs> when he isn't doing reviews, and hopefully he'll be very happy <laughs> after the final. Um, right, uh, let's do another one then. Let's do Regan's uh, six-second review. Here's his.
0: Um, yeah, what day. I'm still a bit lost for words, to be honest. Um, at full-time, I just kind of stopped and looked around and waited for it to sink and it's still not really sunk in to be honest, um, obviously we went through the mill a bit but all the week building up to it I was really really confident and then on the day when the nerves just kicked in and I just didn't know what to expect but you know the fans turned up the best day we'll have at Brunton Park in a long long time all four sides of the ground singing together and the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable and the players turned up as well you know I don't think there was a bad performance out there, every single one of them Worked their arse off to get us there um, and you look at Ben Barkley scoring the winner and he can't even play in the final absolutely gutted for him but if that is a sign off what a way to sign off what an opportunity he's given the lads and what an opportunity he's given the fans as well it's going to be some weekend down there um, obviously we'll have big Mellish back as well which will be really massive because Wembley's a huge pitch so when we need somebody like him causes a bit of carnage and the engine he's got on him he'll just run all day Um Yeah, as I said, still a bit speechless, but as we all know, shag is shag, and it's as simple as that. Up the
1: blues. (laughs) That's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for... uh, I think he summed up quite well, didn't he, there, really? You know, like I said, I think we're all feeling fairly confident we could get some from the game. The nerves obviously going to kick in on the day, but then, like... I've got it as a talking point anyway. The the atmosphere, just incredible, isn't it? To have all... I mean, I think back to that Leeds game, Dan... That is that is always the barometer now for me is my best game I've been to at Britain Park with Carlisle, right? I don't feel that was as good as this one because the Leeds game, amazing performance, obviously at a higher level against a, a better team. But the level of jeopardy involved wasn't there, was there? With this one, you needed a result to get there. Sunny weather, atmosphere incredible, all four sides of the ground singing together back in the blues. The performance was fantastic from... You know, minute one that's why that pushes this one above above the the Leeds game for me
2: uh yeah I, I, some, someone mentioned this to me and I think we agreed the Leeds game yeah the Leeds
1: game i promise. probably say you, you'd say the Leeds game still is the one that's for you probably
2: um uh, at least on a par with it, if you know what I mean
1: yeah I think I think it's up there with it definitely C-
2: certainly since then
1: yeah yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of attendance, obviously the attendance was 15,401. That is a new home record for us in the, in the playoffs, in any playoff. Um, but also, once you add it on to the first leg attendance at Bradford, uh, it gives you a aggregate attendance of 35,976, which is a League Two record, which goes to show, and I have to say, both sets of fans were fantastic over the both games, weren't they? I think their fans went a bit quiet when they went behind. And ours, which you can understand, you know, that happens, doesn't it? Really, it <laughs> deflates you a little bit. You know, we were a little bit deflated when the, the goal went in for, for Bradford, but amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, got to say, um, talking about Bradford quickly, then Dan, before I go to Mike's uh, six second review. Um, yeah, a b- bit disappointed with them. I was expecting a lot better. I, I was expecting a really tough test across the two legs, but take away the open 20 25 minutes at. At Valley Parade, Holy's not had a massive amount to do of these two legs, has he?
2: Not really, no. Uh, obviously, the goal in the first game, which some people put a little bit of blame
1: on him, I, I didn't, you know. But no, no he hasn't really, has he? No, he, and what he's dealt with, he's dealt with really well. You know, he's come and claim crosses. I don't think he could have done much about the second goal against um, against or uh, something the second goal, the, the goal in the the home leg. But um, but yeah, it's interesting. Before the game, Hughes was banging, you know, and banging about us being direct and you know, long balls for and stuff. So out no, the two teams, there was only one team that looked one dimensional over these two games. Yeah, we'll go direct occasionally, but we'll also get the ball down. We'll also get set pieces. We we can play so many different ways. Bradford is so reliant on Cook, aren't they?
4: Yeah. Basically, like, basically, yeah, basically, and that, that, that's away. what
1: that's what one of my
2: Bradford mates so, said. They said, Cook or bust for
1: us, yeah. And when, when Huntington's got him in his back pocket, I mean, he hasn't got a chance, has he? Really, yes, yeah, it's not much he's able to do. So, yeah, I like he said it before, but let's briefly touch on it. What on earth is he thinking with that sub? Scott Banks has just absolutely blitzed Huntington, he's clearly shown he's not tightened. He, he, he surely beyond he'd be on cloud nine thinking, Yes, I'm 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 motoring now, I can all right, I can get a go at them here and pretty much straight away he subbed him off for Matty Player, defender. Yeah. Crazy. When you consider the positive subs that Simo makes most of the time, and he did again in these games, it just, just looks bizarre, doesn't it? Utterly bizarre decision to to uh, sub him off. But a lot of the Bradford fans are saying the same thing, to be fair. It's not nothing that they'll be surprised at if they listen to this here and us say, will they? So, so there you go. Um... Right, Mike's six-second review. Sorry, I haven't done that yet, so let's hear Mike's six-second review.
4: Just an absolutely unbelievable game of football. One of, if not the best, game at Brunton Park that I've ever seen. Uh, everyone to a man was absolutely brilliant. Uh, man of the match for me, Callum Guy, I think he was just at his at his best. Uh he stopped numerous Bradford attacks in their tracks, and he also was a big part in a lot of our attacking moves as well. Uh, just a sensational performance, I think. Their keeper was maybe suspect for a goal or two, but looking back, the third goal, where his position's is a bit off, it looks like that ball in from Moxon is going to find the corner of the goal. And goalkeepers hate balls in like that because... You know, if if Barkley doesn't touch it, it will go into that corner. And I think, you know, if he does touch it, which he did, it goes into the middle of the goal. And there was one earlier on, and I think it was Edmondson, left it. Uh, and the ball was going to go into the corner, and he saved that one. Um, he made another very good save to, to Deny Moxon, and a sensational save in the first half when he flicked uh, Gordon's shot onto the post. I think Gordon as well had a brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, and for me, has to start at Wembley.
1: Well, there you go. Mike's, Mike's jumping ahead to the preview already, isn't he? He's picking his uh, his forward line, isn't he? Um, yeah, great stuff for Mike there. I, I'll pick up on his column guy point there, Dan. Um, yeah, I, I've got to say, like, it's incredible the turnaround he's had this season, isn't he? Because you think back to last season he found it quite tough after being made captain, didn't he? He didn't quite hit the levels he had done the season before, but there's an argument he's gone to an even better level than he was at before that now, hasn't he? The level he's been at this season. Yeah. Yeah. Does it help? Do you think having better players around you possibly? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's certainly an element. Yeah. hundred percent, isn't it? Yeah. I I, I feel like he had a brilliant game and I'd, I'd agree with him. I think I'd say, um, again, he'd be my man of the match. Um, other individual performances you want to pick out? I know we we could name every single player. Moxon had another great game, didn't he? I thought, like I said, Garner and Gordon up front battered basically the um, the, the two attackers. They they defenders. Sorry, they couldn't cope with him at all. Could they? Really, really? You know, and Gordon, the way he brings the ball down is amazing. A genuine. You can see he's going to play at a higher level, can't you? The way he plays. Yeah, you, you see
2: that with you know. Garner Huntington the experience shows in these games doesn't it yeah
1: Yeah, it stands out a mile yeah Uh, got to give a special shout out to Joel Senior as well though actually to come in from the cold having you know only played once in the last couple of months to then play near enough the full 90 minutes in two playoff games and you could see him really growing into the game we actually started getting the ball to him quicker didn't we in this one which made a big difference you know he's out of contract in the season and he, he might well not be staying stayed on based on the fact that has not really used him much in recent months but to come in and do that, again just shows how good this squad is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, a couple of very brief ones to mention here. Referee, give him a bit of credit, good referee, Yeah, no complaints at all. I don't think no, he's particularly no, I, like, I,
2: I, I, thought he, I thought he did it quite well I don't think he maybe a argue homer. with some of his injury times, but yeah,
1: you know he wasn't a particularly homer, you know, which you know I think Bradford would have been worried about I what Simo said after the, the game down there. Um, he got it right with two of our penalty shouts, you know, there weren't penalties. He got that absolutely bang on. He maybe could have given a couple of yellow cards and he could have cut down on their time wasting. I mean, time wasting after ten minutes they were with goal kicks and throwings, which was pathetic, really. Um, yes, yeah, so there's that, and also his sky coverage. Genuinely, actually, all the footage, everything looks great, but. They split it over the two. Ch- they had it on two channels: main event and football. But on the main event one, they came to us in time for fifteen minutes worth of build-up before the game, and then obviously saw the goal. But on football, which I recorded annoyingly, they didn't come into us until after the Stockport Penalty had finished, which meant I missed seeing our goal on that <laughs> annoyingly. So yeah, a bit frustrating that. And then uh, on the on the main event one, they cut away from us to go to Arsenal v Forest earlier. So. I mean, really what they should have done is they should have had a, all of our game on the football one and done Stockport's on the main event up until came to ours, really. But but there you go. Um, yeah, and see as we mentioned there, in the other playoff, Stockport got themselves through. A bit of a dramatic one for them, wasn't it really? Olife got the goal in normal time to take it to extra time. Steve Mallon had a heavily deflected shot going from distance that looked like it was going to send himself to Wembley, but then... Former blue Jack Stretton. there's an ex-blue jumping ahead there, isn't it, Dan? He, uh, he I know, the... Ru-
2: ruining my uh, ruining <laughs> my ex-blues,
1: bit. Well, he's, he's the, the meager, the meager Pickens this week. Very meager. We've already covered Alan in the playoffs, haven't we? So we, can't, we don't need to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just wrapping that bit up anyway, Dan, because I know you've got to get away soon. Um, what was your feeling after the game, like, in terms of like what it meant to you, Carl? I'll get to Wembley again. <sighs>
2: like I've, I've sort of mentioned already, you know this this is this is a real game. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Wembley ninety five, brilliant. Carlisle at Wembley first time, amazing. Yeah. Didn't care about the result that day. No. Uh, second time we won, brilliant. You know we did Cardiff twice. We've been back to New Wembley. We lost and we won. And don't get me wrong, the trophy was a great competition back then. But this this is business end stuff, isn't it? This yeah. is culmination of 48 previous games and what it means for the club if we can go up is just, it's off the scale isn't it, it's yeah. another level.
1: The, the achievements go from where we've been, which we'll talk about yeah. won't we? When, we when we do the preview for the Stockport game, we will, we'll be talking about how we got to Wembley over the season as well as part of that. Um, okay Dan, Then, do you want to do quickly a run up of the x file section?
2: Yeah, I'm just opening it up because I've got all sorts open on my phone as <laughs> usual. Uh it's not a very big one. Uh playoff related. Reese James scored for Sheffield in that balmy five one win what after a game extra this time. Was. What again? In the playoffs over Peterborough, which went to penalties. Uh Jack Stretton scored extra time winner to give Stockport a two one win over Salford to uh take it to penalties, which they obviously won and uh, James James has scored for rangers in the 3 one winner hips yesterday yep. uh and we've done the promoted all the Annum boys again well done to them
1: brilliant stuff excellent and that's it then for this episode so that's that's your review of the Bradford game um yeah just I still can't I'm, I'm still going to go away and go watch all the social media videos and stuff again now after this I think and uh and have a look at some of them I think that, we'll all be watching them all week. Oh, 100%, 100%. And we know the job's not done yet. We know it's not, but... Let's no, to, not at all. Not but, at all. It's a, it's, a, it's another cup final now, isn't it? But you, you've still got to enjoy days like this. If you don't enjoy oh, days like Christ. this, you don't enjoy yeah. football, do you?
2: Every
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, well, thanks once again to our sponsors, of the London branch, You again, they'll be very excited about this weekend coming up, I'm sure. Um, upcoming episodes. So right, this week, this is what's happening. So obviously, you've got this episode now. This is your review of the Bradford game. We're, I'm going to be on the Lower League Luck um, podcast to do a preview of the final with them, uh, which should be good. Tuesday night, I'm hoping to do a Twitter space so that I'll get a chance for you guys to all uh, contribute your bits and thoughts on the game as well. Um, behind the enemy lines, we're going to do a standalone special for this where I'm going to be chatting with the guys from the Scarf Begara War podcast on thursday night we're going to do their podcast as well at the same time so there'll be two sort of bites of the chair for to hear stuff from us there um on friday it's the big preview so uh me you and mike are going to be on aren't we i think for that one we're going to all get together and we're going to look ahead to the um to the big game and uh we we do want some of your contributions for that and uh, we'll put some details on twitter how you can get in contact with us. so maybe a few little audio clips of what it means for you to see the Blues at Wembley again and that kind of thing and then on Sunday we're going to try and get a load of content on social media uh, a few pictures of us on our way down because I think we're going to be on the same train aren't we Dan because you're coming down to Crew, I think
2: so yeah to... I think uh, I think my finalized plan is we're going to Crew on Saturday and uh, getting a night's kip and a breakfast and then uh, I think we're picking your train up at Crew to Watford yeah then was... changing for the uh, local to
1: Wembley Central Exactly, that, that's the plan. Um, so yeah, we'll get a load of uh, content up there on that, and uh, and who knows, you know, if we win it, maybe we'll do a little special from Euston Tap or something like that on our way back. Possibly, maybe that's what we'll yeah. do. Um, Dan, thanks once again for joining me. Thanks no once no no, no. for listening. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm sure you all did, and hope you have a great week ahead as well too. Because we're just remember we're the famous Cal United, and we're going to Wembley. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Up the blues. Up the blues. <laughs>
4: United between us on the